You're listening to the Clear Creek Resources Podcast from Clear Creek Community Church, located in the Bay Area of Houston. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me today on the podcast. I'm Ted Ruskeski, and I'm sitting here today with, uh, well, why don't you guys go ahead and actually introduce yourselves very quick. Stephen Pittman. And I'm Derek Willis. Larry Crochet. Josh Yehudi. Just going to be awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. What I wanted to do is uh, spend a little bit of time having a quick conversation around the idea of top five. That's language we use here at Clear Creek about the people uh, in our lives that uh, we're intentionally praying uh, or interacting with and hoping that they would come into uh, either a saving uh, faith, a relationship with Jesus, or uh, a whole host of different things. But it's just an opportunity for us to join in God's mission and what He's doing. And at Clear Creek, we've used... uh, the language uh, top five and bless. And what's unique about uh, you guys here is we have a little bit of a generational story of some people who had top fives and then those guys were on a top five and those guys were on top five. So we kind of want to unpack that a little bit. And so I, we really start here with you, Stephen. So uh, for you, can you give me a little bit idea of what was your interaction over time uh, early on with lists of people that you were praying for, your top five lists, maybe? Yeah, I mean, for us, it started uh, really just how God was transformational in our lives uh, with Mm -hmm. me and Marissa, my wife. And uh, we had biblical community through small group, and and we, God really opened our eyes to to people that didn't have that big picture, that, that, that community. And and so for us, it was us sitting down and thinking through who, who does God have in our lives uh, along our journey of life to, uh, that really have a potential to, to grow, right? To, to, to really get the, the, to experience the community that God has given us. And so for us, we took that time. Uh, we wrote down some names that we could be intentionally praying for. Um, you know, through my immaturity and my faith, I, I kind of felt like sometimes, you know, I was trying to produce growth, but I always in the back of my mind, when I got really frustrated, I re- recognized that God was the one that really produces growth. So really for my my job and my role in this was to be praying intentionally. Not not that I have the control, but God has the control. Mm-hmm. And and so top five for me was really just opening my heart to the world around me uh, to share God's love with others. Yeah. Talk a little bit about what we, were, we you had mentioned earlier about over time, you'd have people on the list that you think like, oh yeah, this... I'm going to put this guy on there for that. But it's like, God's like, I know this is the one where I'm maybe seeing a little bit more fruit. Yeah. You know, for me, like a top five was almost like, okay, number one priority is like, who do I want to be friends with? You know, who, who around me is like, Hey, I could, you know, we're, we're going to have, we're going to have, you know, just enjoy life. Right. We're going to, you know, really grow together. And, and this is, per, this is a person that I, I perceive, I perceive that, that really wants to grow. And almost every single time, God has redirected me and opened my eyes to say, this is not your story, this is my story. And so for the people that I thought were impossible, the people that I was like, hey, I'm just putting that name on there, those are the people that God opened those hearts. Yeah. And those are the people that I felt like, yes, it might have been difficult from a relationship perspective, but have been the most fruitful in my life. And so... Top five sometimes can you know we can perceive it as our own list, but really God is going to open up that door with the people around us. Yeah, and 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 really it's it's all God's work, and so we just have to plant the seeds. God does the growth. 
Oh, awesome. I will say, guys, because it's going to seem like I'm going to be talking to each one of you and like I'm only talking to you. If somebody says something you feel like jumping in, you can feel free to interrupt. This okay. is a conversation. Cool. So yeah, yeah. Cool. Definitely make sure. So what, what, I'm curious. Talk to me a little bit about Derek, how he ends up on your top five, and what what was that initially like? And then we'll hear from Derek's perspective yeah. on that. You know, I mean, God really planted Derek in my life from, from the time I think we started the exact same day at BP. That's right. Uh, so we started the same day where engineers, you know, uh, opened our eyes to, to work and what that looks like. Um, I was getting married around that time frame, uh, and and really God put it on me and Marissa's hearts that we needed biblical community and grow. And and so at one point during that journey, you know, maybe a couple years into work, um, God really put on our hearts that hey, we you guys should be navigators and be and be leading leading a group. And I remember, um, you know, kind of praying over my top five, and I was in a room with uh, three other engineers, and it was like just scattering seeds every day, like, hey, what'd you guys do this weekend? Oh, well, you know, I was at small group, you know, I was at church, and, and, it, and it was, once again, it was very interesting, because in that moment, I felt like, hey, I was scattering seeds, but I knew where the growth would transpire, but it wasn't. I just remember, I still remember it one day, Derek turns around, and he's like, hey, Tell me about small group, you know, what, you know, you know, tell me, I want to hear about it. And I was, I was utterly shocked in my opinion, because I was like, I I just never thought that that was the next step that Derek was thinking. And and I think during your journey, you were close to being engaged or you just got engaged uh, to, to Abby. And so I think there was that connection there that, that we knew that we'd both be starting uh, a marriage, you know, in marriage or, you know, in that sphere of a marriage that we needed to grow, that we need a catalyst for growth. And, and so I feel like that's how God planted that seed and, and tr- you know, really produced that growth. And so what was, do you remember what your first invitation, I mean, so he asked about small group, was it, Hey, want to come over and hang out? Was it, you know, Hey, come to church. Was it, Hey, small group? No. So yeah. So we, we just kept, I kept giving glimpses of what small group was going to look like. And, and then at one point Derek was like, Hey, I want to hear more about it. So we invited them over to dinner uh, to kind of walk through what that would look like, uh, what what small group really is, right? What is it? What does that commitment look like? Uh, and and really, that's what took place at that dinner. And I, and I think I think from that dinner, they were all in. I think that was that yeah. So, what, Derek, what do you remember about that season? Were you like, man, this guy is talking about small group an awful lot? Like, clearly, he wants me to ask him about it. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, it was. Um, I, you know, he, he mentioned, you know, scattering seeds and yeah. And I guess thinking back on it, yeah, maybe there were some, some faith flags uh, thrown out there. I never thought about it at the time. I mean, Stephen was always really winsome. Um, and never, never pushed it down your throat or anything like that. And so, I mean, so you can see like my response was to be really on the offensive, right? Like, Hey, tell me more about this. Like you invited our, our coworker into small groups, but how about us would, would that yeah. work, even if we're not married, right? That kind of thing. So, and where where were you? I guess at at, at that point in life. Yeah. I know you're a new engineer, young. Sound like you might might have been engaged. Where were you in regards to your faith journey? Yeah, yeah. So I, I think like what Stephen said, um, getting engaged uh, to Abby, my wife now, is uh, was definitely a catalyst uh, for that growth. And uh, where I was was, I mean, I was. I guess I would say a spiritual seeker. Um, I didn't grow up in the church. Uh, I, I had attended Clear Creek before, but I wasn't, I wasn't currently attending. Um, it wasn't something that I was, that I was put off by or anything like that. 
um, it was something that uh, that I was very open to yeah. um, at that time, um, and and really even more so because of I'm like, wow, I don't know how to be a husband. Uh, maybe this married couple small group can can teach me how to do that. So, um, so I don't really know what I expected. I just knew that Stephen was a guy that that I like spending time with, and that was that was easy to follow. So it made it pretty easy. And so at at the time, you I mean. Obviously, you weren't aware that Stephen has a list of people he's intentionally trying to engage, and so did. Did you ever come to that realization over time? How did that go? Was that kind of like, oh, was I? I guess I was on your top five, or? Yeah, it was. It was after a while, and I don't remember uh, how that got revealed or anything. But, um, but I was I was thinking back on it, and I don't think it there was ever any like uh, any weirdness or awkwardness or anything about that. It was like, man. Like how cool is that? Because it makes you it makes you see that um, that God really is behind all of this, and that um, and that really He's the one that's producing the fruit. So um, especially especially through our prayers, He definitely loves to work through our prayers, and that's why top five is just so important. Yeah. So talk to me about uh, a little bit of the transition of going to the point where you you know you're engaging community. You go from spiritual seeker to and I'm 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 living in a way where now I want to kind of be a part of God's story and other people's life. Or I, I want to do uh, I want to have intentional habits of engaging people in my spheres of influence. Yeah, and so we ended up starting our own small group, um, and so we're fully bought into the mission. We're members of the church, and and so um, and so we're trying to live into that. And so we talked about sphere of influences, and so. Um, so we really tried to think about, okay, who are our, who's our, who's our family and our close friends? And really you just think about concentric circles, like, and then who else do we have influence with in terms of coworkers or in this case, uh, it was in Larry's case, uh, it was a neighborhood, uh, I guess at the time I would say friend or acquaintance. Um, we had hung out a few times, uh, just in social settings, uh, around other, uh, around other folks, uh, in the neighborhood, and um, we had seen uh, Larry and his wife Tiffany uh, at church. Uh, we were at the Eager Bay campus, and so really, we started to pray for them as we were thinking about starting our new group. So we started to pray for Larry and Tiffany, um, among amongst others. But it was really like when we decided, like, okay, who's on the top five? It's like, well, who's who's close? Like, really proximity. Uh, really matters. It really mattered to us. And so, uh, and it still does today. So that's, that's kind of how this thread started. Yeah. And so was that a specific ask? Like you go, you get to the point where like, Hey, Larry, we, we, we want to ask you, would you consider being a part of this community, this group with us? Yeah. So, so we did, we decided to have Larry and Tiffany over, uh, for dinner. I think we might've, uh, lured you under, False some, pretenses. Yeah, definitely some false pretenses. Yeah. I think everybody uh, don't do except that. for me. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> definitely if you're going to make the invitation, like, at, least, at least let them know, like, hey, this, we're going to talk about small group. So yeah, what uh, you, I think I learned that lesson. Yeah, what do you remember from that? Uh, first, um, I, I just remember my wife approached me saying, uh, the Willis's down the street uh, invited us over for dinner, and I just was like, the Willis's. Uh, I was like, oh, Derek and Abby, okay. And th- that's when it finally clicked. I was like, well, that's that's awesome. Let's 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 go, and and as soon as we started sitting down and we started, you know, Derek started opening up about small group, and I realized at that point that I was like, oh, oh, this is set up. 
Uh, <laughs> at this point. Bait uh, and switch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there was some very, very good conversation uh, besides uh, speaking uh, speaking about small group. But for the most part, um, I I didn't have a very good concept. We had just started the church probably a few months prior. Uh, so my understanding of small group was a very, very rudimentary at the time. So when he was speaking on discipleship and those things, my definition of discipleship was completely different than a biblical aspect of it, which I, I thought at this point, I'm going to need some type of collateral. I'm going to be wearing a suit, maybe have it to grab a bike or something. Uh, I will be knocking on doors. That was my understanding. So I, I completely had a misconcept of what, what that looked like. And to hear now, even just listening to y'all too, is this, it's, it's, so, it's so rewarding and also how God knew I needed something and utilized others to do that for me, you know, and to pray for mm-hmm. me in those mm-hmm. moments. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, it's, it's just emotional to think about it right now that I'm, I'm, I'm blessed that aspect uh, by him. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So where where were you in you know ultimately you ended up saying yes you, your wife uh, and you you joined that small group but uh where where would you say or how would you describe where you were in your faith journey at that point Um I was definitely if there's a scale um I was definitely a kindergartner yeah. you know at that point uh, I I I'm I say no yeah God. like I know I'm like yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah I can tell and uh I I definitely came in um expecting expecting to be able to just sit back and listen, not contribute. And that's what I did a lot of time. But for the most part, uh, that's when I realized I didn't, I didn't have an understanding that I needed. I didn't have that community. I didn't have somebody uh, consistently talking into me and then consistently being, uh, being loved on. And, and man, I missed that. So I, uh, you know, for 30 years of my life, 30 something years of my life, I completely missed that. And I didn't know what, I didn't know that was something that I needed or, or somebody needed to be praying for me mm-hmm. in that aspect mm-hmm. to do that. And, um, man, I was saying things in the middle of the group that, that just everybody would just look at me at a maze that I was just catching on to, like it, just picking up the Bible. And I just remember stopping group and I slammed the, slammed my Bible down and I looked around and I said, man, this is a book of love. He continue, and and everybody was like, "Yeah, Larry, that's what we've been saying the whole time. You were we're six months into this, bud. You're just catching on." And I was, and I, I just, but at that moment, I felt it. Yeah, I, I felt it, and it was true to the core, and the Holy Spirit was moving in me, and that, and I just had to, I had to, and I, and look, luckily, everybody was very patient with me, um, in the sense that as I was growing, I, I was growing at a different pace than everybody else, but. I was so new in it that things that I was catching on to, um, I it, it was emotionally involved for me. Yeah, at that point. So initially, Derek, at that meal, what you said is he's yeah. talking about discipleship, and it sounds like you're starting to play that out. Did you ever have this realization? It's like make that connection, like oh, th- this is what he was talking about. I mean, you kind of just said a second ago, but I'm curious how you would articulate that. Was there an aha moment of like? Man, uh, yeah, th- I, I'm being discipled, and I, I want to, I want to start being a part of. This. I want, I want to disciple others. And that that came along with 
um, with the top five, 100%. And um, to, like Derek was saying, uh, intentionally find others that I could do the same for that has been done for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, people that pray that prayed for me, I want to be able to do that for others. And, man, I, I have a beautiful spouse, spouse and my wife, and she was working. She was ahead of me in that aspect of my faith. And she'd already identified a few that uh, couples that we could be praying for, and especially their spouse. Uh, when I say that, the gentlemen in that relationship, yeah. the ones that were just like me, that were kind of, kind of late to the game, yeah. to say. And so, and in that case, that kind of brings me to Josh here. Is that the, um, one in one evening she was in a women's small group said, hey. We have, I have a woman in my small group. They just moved down here from Dallas not too long ago. Uh, I'd like to invite them over for dinner. Uh, there was no uh, context about joining small group when initially, but. Yeah, I'm not going to make that yeah. same mistake he did. <laughs> but I, I, I knew going into the situation that his, he had an understanding of faith, but he wasn't growing in it. And he didn't, under, I, I knew that his wife wanted what, for him, um, basically what was done for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I knew that going into that. So organically, I let conversation uh, materialize over the uh, couple of meetings. Uh, for the most part, almost the first one initially, God moved in that, in, in that conversation and it allowed, allowed us to speak, speak on that topic and uh, come off salty, not cringy, yeah. and, and be able to speak into the Yehudi family yeah. that mm-hmm. night. So now, now here you are. You have a list of people. Josh is on that list. You, you, yes. You're praying for him. You guys are, are developing a relationship. And so you, you end up, you're in small group together? That's correct. Yeah. And so, Josh, tell me a little bit about, you, you're on this guy's list. He's praying for you. Sure. And you're, you're showing up. And what, what do you remember early on about that? Well, it was, a, I think the movement from my top five to actually, you know, away from the being on his top five was a little bit before I joined small group, I would say. You know, we started hanging out. It was a very organic, you know, kind of, like you said, my wife and his wife were friends. Let's go hang out, have dinner, and, you know, kind of spend some time together. And I was like, all right, this is cool. He's a cool guy. Hang out, have a good time. And, you know, that's kind of how it started. And then then she, my wife made the ask, hey, let's join small group and, you know, live in community. And I was like, I don't know what this looks like. I believe I believe in God. I believe, you know, Jesus is a Savior. But I didn't realize what in community with uh, other believers look like. Um, and so I started, started that and started hanging out with both him and Derek and immediately realized what discipleship looked like and realized that, you know, this is what living in, uh, living in a Christian faith and Christian base, you know, group setting looks like. And that was, for me was a very, I think the light bulb flipped on very quickly and hearing all of this, you know, hearing from Steven to Derek to Larry, to me, just kind of how it all transpired is like, wow, that's really cool how this all worked, how it all worked down the line. And so um, I started very quickly jumping into, you know, the mission and trying to, you know, really jumping in full, full fledged to see what, what I could do and how I could do this. Yeah. You were definitely a, a dragster. <laughs> you, you, you floored it. It was amazing. It was good to see it. And it was, uh, it was surprising yeah, to my wife. She looked at me and she said, if you had asked me, this is what you were going to be doing a year ago, I would be, I, I would not, I would not have believed that. Yeah. So, 
So what was it, I guess, that you, you remember from, you said you had, you know, a, a faith in Jesus, mm-hmm. but you, you weren't really living in the biblical community. So you no. experienced that. What, what was it about that that kind of maybe lit a spark or what, what was it that happened? And you're like, no, this is what I want to be about. I think it was the, I, I, I'm trying, the, uh, you know, living in the community and having people that had the same faith. You know, I've, I had that faith and I had that feeling, but I never had anybody to, you know, to, I guess, to live in it with, um, to confess to. And yeah. so to, you weren't like living on an Island anymore. This is something you're, you're, exactly. you're, you're, you're experiencing biblical community. Exactly. I was in, I was in with these people. We were living together and not living together, you know, yeah. <laughs> we were doing <laughs> life together, <laughs> but you're right. Definitely there is a, life. there's definitely a social aspect to sure. belief, right? Like mm-hmm. you had the, you had the intellectual to some extent, you had the intellectual, you assented right to, to God. And, yeah. And you've heard you'd heard the gospel, mm-hmm. and it's like you just hadn't you didn't have that social aspect. You you pro, you, might, you probably had a personal need as well. No, I don't know if you would articulate it that way um, necessarily at that time. I didn't realize I had the personal need for it until I got into it. And I was like, wow, this is something that I really needed, and something yeah. that I would hope for other people that uh, around me would would realize they needed as well. Yeah. And that's part of why you know top five. I mean, that some of that for each of us, it's an it's a different thing that we mm-hmm. articulate that is the motivator for us to be like, man, it's either what I'm experienced, what God's done in my life, or this aspect that helps us recognize, man, I, I want other people that I know to either experience this too or have this experience. And so I'm curious, just as kind of all you guys, like we're sitting here talking. I mean, this is a pretty, how how long ago was it that Derek was on your top five? When did you start? When did you start at BP? Uh, 2008, I think it was 2010 timeframe, I believe when we started our our group. So over 13 years ago. So 13 years ago, you know, you, you have a list of people you're praying for, he he's one of them. He's got a list of people, and so it just I, I think for me, my mind starts to go crazy just thinking of the not just the multiplication of it, but the the, the tree that comes down. Just how it starts. You guys have any thoughts of you know just sitting here like at this table about that? I'm hoping to have a conversation with the person that I can that God can speak to me and put it, put next to me. You know that next person that I can help disciple and bring to yeah. bring to the Lord. You know that's what I would like to see. Yeah, that's um, really cool. That gave me chills. <laughs> so, and just recently, we, me and my wife just started up a small group, and there are several individuals that were on my top five um, in that group. Yeah, and I'll just never forget sitting in sitting in church, and then they, we had a sermon on top five, um, and he looked, he looked, he, he, they started attending church, which was amazing. Uh, to even have him in our group was even above anything. It's only God's movement at that point. And I just remember when he looks, he looks down the row at me when they were speaking on top five, and he's like, he points at me, and he points back. <laughs> and like, I was on yours, wasn't I? And I said, yes, you were. Yeah. And he had an aha moment for himself. And then that day he made a, 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 top, five list, a top five list for, uh, for himself. Yeah. And, and I said, man, it's, it's amazing when somebody prays and loves on you. And you don't even know it. Somebody's yeah. uh, that God is moving in that on a consistent basis, continuously yeah. doing. You guys have any thoughts of he- hearing kind of this generational story of just living on mission and how that kind of plays out down in, in lives? I mean, what, what's crazy is you know, you, we all you guys have families, you have friends. I mean, just the um, the ripples that kind of come from us. So like you said, it gives me chills. It's mm-hmm. like, man, 
it's crazy. I mean, I, I think for me, just listening to these stories is the gospel is a gift, right? It's a gift that we can't earn, uh, but that God has given us freely. Mm-hmm. And, and it's wild to me to think that we have Christians that are out there that believe that the gospel is, is a gift that you hold tightly to yourself and not share. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm appreciative that each and every one of these men, when they get, receive that gift, they recognize that that gift really is fruitfulness is in community and community within people that believe, but in people that, that need church community. And I can't imagine just listening to this now, thinking through it is, what would a gospel look like without community, right? Yeah. And I don't know if that is the gospel at that point. And so uh, just hearing that's just tremendous to see how God has worked uh, through each and every one of us, right, mm-hmm. that, that our hearts are open uh, to community and, and to grow and to share what God has given us freely that, that we didn't clearly deserve but, but has trans- been transformational in our lives. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, God a while back kind of planted a vision uh, in my mind, uh, really about about gospel saturation in our neighborhood, and so like I'd always thought about. I think we're on our sixth group now, but I'd always thought about like what would it look like to have multiple small groups in 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 our neighborhood, and like that's why I was saying earlier, like proximity is such a big such a big deal. When we talk about sphere of influence, I mean the people in your neighborhood, like that's how you, I mean that's who you live with, that's how you do community, not live with. <laughs> but I mean, but, but like, I mean, it was like it was like 2016 uh, time frame when we started group, right? And then what happened in 2017? I think this that's when you know we started to get closer and kind of deepen our relationship was you know not not only launching the East 96 campus together, which we did, right? Uh, but also Hurricane Harvey, mm-hmm. and I think you know how the the communities banded together, especially neighborhoods, and like. Um, you see bold love lived out, you know, and you're, we're serving the community, you know, um, and really, and really doing it uh, together kind of as a, as a missional community, really. Um, and so I think we've seen some of the fruit from, um, you know, from just being neighbors, but also being, but also being really good friends, uh, and then allowing that to spill over into some of our other neighbor friends, right, that have been in group with us, and now they're in group with you, and we've seen kind of uh, some multiplication there uh, in terms of um, in terms of just bearing out fruit. Yeah. So, I mean, for some people listening, I mean, clearly we knew a little bit about this, so we asked you guys to come, but I, I don't know that this is everybody's top five story, that everybody can point down the line and see the kind of generational impact. And so mm-hmm. I'm curious what has there been seasons for some of you maybe more seasoned guys who have had maybe lists of top five where it didn't maybe go as uh, you planned or it was a lot harder? It's like, no, this guy's still been on there since before this or this gal. Or I mean, I'm just trying to give some. It's not always up and to the right maybe. <laughs> I mean, I have I have a person on my top five right now that – um, is it's a very challenging, you know, I pray for him every day and it's a very challenging, uh, relationship that I have. Uh, and even being very new to having a top five, it is, it's tough because there are days where I feel very, um, I guess not, 
I feel very challenged to, you know, to have him, you know, hopefully come to hear the same good news that I heard and come to the same faith that I have. So it, it can definitely be challenging for me. Yeah, I know my, my wife, uh, Megan, and I have some uh, couples uh, around us that are on our top five. And, you know, it's funny, sometimes, you know, it can be discouraging, like, man, I wish God would give us more opportunities <laughs> to interact with them or have more conversation. And so I I know for me, it, it it's not always up and to the right, I feel like. Yeah, I think, uh, and, and that's where, like, that blessed framework really yeah. really comes in, in handy, too, right? Like, yes, we begin with prayer. We begin with praying for our top five, but, like, you know, like Stephen did and then like I did, we, and then, and then, yeah. and how we did for you is like we, we got in front of the, we got on the table. You got around the table and we had, we shared a meal and we had a good conversation. And I think um, whenever we're praying for our top five, it's, it's important that we celebrate wins and we celebrate wins. It's like, I know we're praying that they're going to come to saving faith in Jesus. That's, that's ultimately what we want. Um, but it's also a win, man, if we can get them to come to a church picnic. Yeah. Right. Or, or if we can serve them in some way. Sure. Um, and I think it's helpful to use that framework. Um, maybe we can share our story with them, right? Just to um, use that bless acrostic and, and, and celebrate wins um, because, yeah, like you said, it's, it's not so, always. It's sometimes not always, we're just praying yeah. for them to say more than hello it's, and a wave as yes. you're like walking into the house. So. Yes. Um, you, you mentioned the bless acrostic. I, I will say, uh, if you were to go to clearcreekresources.org, like up in the top right by the little hamburger, there's a little icon that says like bless. If you just click on that, I know that takes you to a page where, you know, there, there's more conversation stuff about top five, but it's like how to identify a list. What is that bless acrostic stand for? So there are some resources for those of you who are listening. If you're like, I want to know more about maybe some of the practical ways of how to develop that list. You, you can, you can get that there. Um, I, we're, we're, we're running close to an end on time. I don't know if you're about to say well, something. Yeah, I just, I just wanted to, and, and for those that are, I call them my OGs, you know, the ones that's been on my top five for a while. Don't give up on them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You never know how God's moving in their life. Yeah. And you, if, if you continues, continuously pray for them, God is working in that life and you just don't know how, what that looks like for them. And then one day he'll reveal it into a table like this. Yeah. So yeah, and I wouldn't stop too at a top five, right? Is it's it's the way that you that you open your heart for God to to open up doors to have conversations with people that you're intentionally relationally with, but you don't realize it when you're scattering seeds, mm. there could be growth that you never knew that occurred for someone that maybe not been there. So Always, I would always expand the scope, right? Yeah. Always, always be prepared. And and back to what Derek said, pray, 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 right? What that is doing is that's preparing your heart for all situations. And so for the situations with your top five, and then someone that might randomly come in your life that might be, you know, you might impact later on. So yeah. just have your heart prepared and, and really understand what is the motivation for the gospel, right? And, and, and have that heart and be prepared for it to be outwardly compared yeah. to inwardly focused. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much. I appreciate your time and I'm grateful for uh, just your story and just pray that it's an inspiration and uh, yeah, continue to see more people on our top fives that enter into biblical community, come to faith. And so we're excited about that. Thank you for being here. Oh, thanks for having me.